Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Rising in the rising sun, the land of bamboo, Tengu and Gundam like Yo, can't believe I finally made it, my two re-celebrated golden week, hold it down with my cho Hey everybody and welcome to the Manga Sensei Podcast. I'm your host as always, John Sensei, and today is another interview where I'm interviewing people that use Japanese in their life, their job, or have found ways to improve their Japanese through interesting means. And today I'm talking to my friend Jeff. You may be familiar with Jeff from his website, um, which is not only down below in the show notes, but it's it's self-taught Japanese. So if you are interested in finding extremely good language tools, um, his site is one of the best places that I found for um, a good, really well-screened language tools. And he also gives some good advice on how to learn language. So I was really, really happy to have him on. He's a prolific blogger and a writer and a translator. And, and, and go ahead, Jeff. I'll let you explain a little more about what you do. Oh, sure. No problem. Thanks. Uh, first, before I get started, I really wanted to thank you. Uh, should I call you John Sensei or John? What is the John, best way to John call you? Okay, okay, master. All right, so I'll just say John because I guess that's the most natural. So, um, John, first I wanted to really thank you for the opportunity for this interview. Um, to be honest, it's probably at least for Japanese. It's the first interview I've had in a audio form. I've done a, like a little bit of audio blogging, and but I've done interviews like uh, given and received in a text form. But this is like probably my first audio one, so. You know, I'm trying to learn the ropes, so excuse me if I'm a little rough. But yeah, I just really wanted to thank you for the opportunity, so um, it's really awesome. So yeah, just to talk about um, the question. So yeah, just to talk about me, I mean, uh, we can focus on whatever you you know want to get into, but I've been studying uh-huh. Japanese for pretty much 20 years. Um, and it's a little, it kind of a weird situation because I've been studying it, I would say, almost constantly. Like when I say constantly, I mean a few times I've taken like a few month break so I'm not going to say constantly constantly but right right <laughs> over time like it's been pretty like obsessive <laughs> is the best way <laughs> and again I'm not saying you know we'll find out later how my conversation skills you know I have weaknesses I have strengths I mean to be honest I focus a little bit more on literature which is first understanding it and then learning to start translating it so that's right. been one of my focus areas <laughs> But, you know, I, I can at least do some basic speech, so we'll, we'll try that out. But, yeah, it's just it's something that I've been studying for a, a huge, a long amount of time. And then eventually I was like, you know, might as well start a blog. And I think that was five or six years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just, it's kind of been addictive, right? So, you know, I, I don't know what the exact count. I have over 500 articles or something. And then two years ago I got started a hobby translation. Now I have, I don't know how many chapters, maybe at least 100 of different books and different online novels. <laughs> So, and there's a lot of stuff there. So, yeah, it's just been a hobby of mine, and it's just, 
I just love Japanese. I mean, we can talk about details, but that's that's just me. It's just my hobby. My work is totally different, which is less exciting. But my hobby, it's pretty much Japanese. So anything you know, I I, I could study. I have been. Yeah, I've noticed. Like when I when I first was introduced to your introduced to your site a while ago, I was surprised by the. Well, I think the first thing that surprised me about the website that I really, really enjoyed was the amount of reply and the amount of care you take towards your comment section. Oh, thank you. Which, um, which is really surprising on a lot of the blogs that I follow in because, because I love Japanese. Well, this is this is my life, this is my livelihood, and being able to see people that actually care to read the comment section and make comments back, and then have such a variety of good content such as from talking about translation to mnemonic devices which was one of your more recent articles to helping create um, a almost a registry of language tools for people to go in and see was something I found not only impressive but something I actually used myself nice. so I, awesome Glad to hear that. yeah I mean just to make a comment about that um, I maybe this is common sense but as a blogger like obviously Readers are pretty much everything. I mean, there's a yeah. There's part of it that's a, the act of writing itself. Studies show that it's um, therapeutic, and it's not that I'm like, sick or anything, but it's it's a healing. You know, it's something yes. that really makes you feel good. But apart from that, obviously, getting responses from people, right. feedback, indirect statistics, all these things, you know, they're really great. So when I get a comment like, and the other day I got one in one of my recent articles, it was this super long. It might have been the article that you were talking about actually um, with be. the mnemonic. It was like like a page that you see this guy and I'm like, wow, thanks man. So, and I was like, wow, this guy, I mean, he was obviously an experienced guy. So when I get, especially these experienced guys and girls reading my blog and like, I'm like, wow, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I definitely don't consider myself an expert. I'm kind of like a, you know, <laughs> an experienced hack, but um, yeah, it makes me feel great. So, you know, and another thing I like to say is um, whenever I get comments or requests in particular, like I try to, uh, help, and I've gotten requests for translation. And there's been one or two cases when I've refused, but often if I get a, you know, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Or can you make an article about this? Like very frequently, um, I will like make an article. Like literally, one of that. I think it was the same article we're talking about. Um, one of my friends was like, "Hey, uh, Jeff, how do you learn vocabulary words?" And like I was stumped, yeah. and I think I said it being an article. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, and I just gave like one fraction of that content. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'll get back to you. <laughs> so the next week, I think I actually asked him to confirm what he was asking for. And then the week after, I delivered the article. I'm like, dude, read this. <laughs> so, and I like, I knew some of the stuff in my head, but it's really great. So what I'm just saying is if you're readers, you know, or you anybody, you know, reading the blog is awesome. But if you want to give feedback, that's awesome. And I will definitely try you know, if it's a longer, you know, it'll take me time to read and respond, but I'll definitely try to, you know, help you guys out because I really want to help because I enjoy helping. You know, I've been a TA before and other stuff and may, I might become a teacher someday, um, but I just, I love helping people. So yeah, it, it really comes through and actually I kind of want to zoom in on that article a little bit. It was the one about, I believe it was vocab, how do you learn vocabulary? Yeah. It was one of the more recent ones. And one thing I really, really liked was there was there was three main points that I saw that I find extremely interesting, and I kind of want to get into the meta of this a little bit. Is um, yeah. is first is you mentioned some mnemonic devices like you said um you may dream as in the word you may meaning to dream you may dream it's corny but it sticks in your head. Of course. And th things like that. Do you use yeah. a lot of mnemonic devices? Yeah, I mean that. I added that. Um, as uh, how should I say? 
excuse me, getting over a cold. You're good. I added that as uh, to be thorough, but I think somewhere in the text of the article, if I remember, I don't have it in front of me, but I was saying that it only goes so far. It's kind of like, it's definitely a crutch would be the right word. Yeah. So to be honest, like I don't, I don't consciously use it. The You May Dream one is like, yeah, it's funny. And actually one of my friends told me that a long time ago and that, that kind of shows you how much it sticks. So yeah. it's good, but I actually found, and I, I think I alluded this in the article, but I didn't describe it, so I'll give more details. Yeah. It actually slow, it can slow you down. <laughs> to give you an example, yes. my, another friend, at the same period, this was in college, like 20 years ago, <laughs> gave me another mnemonic, and I didn't write this one down because I don't like it, but it's, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, it's um, sato, which is sugar, uh -huh. um, sounds like salt, but it's not. <laughs> so it's very confusing. <laughs> so if I think about it, and I'm like, Okay, sato. Sato is salt. No, it's not salt. That's what my friend said. He said, okay, it's actually sugar. So it's a bad mnemonic. <laughs> right, right. So if right. I were to use that mnemonic, it would, like, take me longer. And I have in rare cases when I forget, you know. And there's other mnemonics that, like, you have to step through, right? You have to remember the mnemonic. You have to double-check the logic. And they can be helpful. But to me, the natural learning, which is it's not the easy part, but it's more like the instinctual, you just happen to pick it up, that's, like, that's the more permanent learning. And I, I mentioned in there, the, the more permanent learning comes from things like um, uh, emotion-laden and experiences yes. and things like that you're really into, right? You're immersed. I mean, in, obviously living in Japan is the best way, as you know, mm -hmm. um, but you can even get into a drama. You know, if you watch a movie, you can cry, right? In English or Japanese. Right. So if you Gee, watch a movie in Japanese, you can actually get into it, right? So your emotions, yeah. they might be half-baked, but they're better than like reading a textbook, right? You're not going to cry or laugh unless you're, you're hating the content. Right, so that's just another example. Go ahead. I have cried over some of my grades in Japanese. They're, they can make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, right? But um, no, one thing I – that's what I really, really like. You know, I, there was a mnemonic that I remember learning when I was first – my first couple weeks learning Japanese. Um, and for some reason, they were teaching the, the word, the verb to establish, setsuritsu uh, suru. And I was thinking like right. – and my teacher was was going like the sound out of um, the Wizard of Oz, when like the w wicked witch comes in, and that always stuck in my head. However, when I that moment when I need to think of that word to establish, you know, um, this company was established at this time. Um, they established the foundation of this this year. Um, I tra I had the opportunity to translate for Kumamoto Castle. Um, when I was in Japan doing their um, internal translation for the microphones and in the little cases. And I couldn't think of the word without the mnemonic. And that's what ended up being a crutch. And so often I think people will go after these useful, let's, I'm going to learn this word. And so I'm going to make this mnemonic for it. And I'm going to make this story out of, you know, this word. But then they remember the story, but can't pull the word when exactly. they need the word. Exactly what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> The process of recall, and there's other techniques like, uh, I think I alluded to like a memory chaining. You make a room and you walk through the room, yeah. and it's like, that's great, but you don't have time to do that. I mean, even if you're translating, you don't want to do that. It's like, honestly, when I'm translating, I'll look up words constantly in the dictionary because it's just, frankly, faster than trying to use some crazy memory mnemonic. Yes. Um, so another thing I mentioned is, to me, the opposite of that is when you learn tools um, which will enable you to pick up new words. And I think I gave this example with... Uh, uh, Buji, or I'm trying to remember what it was, I think but it was, it was with uh, learning kanji, Buji. right? So just to give you an example, um, just like, it was literally like two or three hours ago, and I was looking up for a cool way, or a, a Japanese way to say 
and um, somebody's name, like a name, she's still in Dhamma, right? Yeah. And I just, the word came to me, <coughs> Jinme. <coughs> and I don't remember if I heard it before. Right. And I just, in my part of my head, I knew the kanji for still, which can be pronounced jin, as you commonly know, right. and mei, which is, you know, the one of the kanji so for, for na, right? you know, ah, like, okay. a, yeah, exactly. So, and I just, I might have heard it before, I might have not. And I just said, you know what, maybe it's jin mei. I looked it up, and it was. Yep. So, whether I remembered it, or I, like, happened to get lucky, and, and which doesn't always work, but the point is, if I would have heard that word, I would have also recognized it, potentially. So, it takes a certain amount of advancement, but yeah. once you learn the kanji, and I don't know, it's, there's no language like English or any romance language where you can do this, right? You right. hear a word, you can map it to the kanji in your head, yes. and if you get lucky, you can actually figure out the meaning, right? And that's right. like learning the Latin roots to English. I mean, who does that, right? Exactly. I remember the first time I actually so. did that I was is when I learned the um, on reading for mae to be before something or in front of something, and then kai. Yes. I was trying to say, last time we met... I was like, I was like, mai no yakusoku in my head, but I was like, wait, yeah. mae, zeng, and then kai, the time, I was like, zeng kai, and like, the, 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 per, the per, they, they understood it, and the, the idea that I was able to combine those two kanji together was where I was actually, right. I was actually doing the learning instead of memorizing little bits of things. I was starting to put the language together. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's Definitely. A, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, how do you, if, if you were to talk to your younger self or maybe a student that's just beginning to learn Japanese, how would you help them shy away from those types of, um, ling those type of, those types of language crutches? Yeah. I mean, to me, like some of them are okay. It isn't that they're going to like pollute you and no. destroy. I mean, the crutch is just like a physical crutch yes. is there for a reason so if it helps you i mean if it'll if you try them out and some of those things do help like by all means use them yep. um and it's okay but what i would do is like the, like and there was that one of your reminds me of one of your interviews i was just listening to just to kind of get warmed up for this yeah and i think it was um i'm trying to remember her name uh, nakamoto-san if i remember yeah nakamoto um or i-san as you called yeah, her and she said something like have fun right and I, i'm not trying to like copy you know what he said what she said but i agree it's like that's extremely important so and i i'm sure i had a few articles about this but if you give up right then obviously it's over right and that actually reminds me of an anime line from a long time ago but <laughs> basically and i don't remember the line but the idea was like if as long as you don't die you're cool right and it sounds yeah. stupid but it's same thing with japanese you do do whatever you need to do to maintain that whether that means not overdoing it, whether it means focusing on things that you enjoy in the beginning. I mean, I studied, I watched a whole lot of anime, like for right. many years. Right? And I, anime is cool, and I still I watch once in a while. But to be honest, like, I got tired of it. I mean, there's a lot of, um, well, how do you say, one patan, right? Yeah. It's kind of the same kind. And there's exceptions, right? And yep. I mean, I feel like the classics, you know, like whatever, Cowboy Bebop, there's the ones you guys know. Those are really cool, and I feel like they might even be better. But there's still really good new anime if you search for it, and I've seen a few. But yeah, it's I just got tired of it. So that was good for me because it helped me. And like honestly, now there's probably like 80% of the people like I love anime. I want to learn Japanese. That's totally awesome, right? You should do that. Yeah. Don't force yourself to like, oh, I'm not gonna learn anime because it's not productive, <laughs> right? It's a it's your it's a, how do you say your gateway, right? It's your way to right. to get into it. <laughs> so it, like that would be to me. 
your, your goal and what I would even tell myself. I mean, I happen to be this whatever obsessive character. I think it's maybe my personality, but like I, I'm very like hardcore. You know, I guess the expression I was planning on saying is like, uh, what is it? Yaru nara tokuto yare or something like that. If I have that correct, which is like, you know, if you're doing something, then like do it. You know, be hardcore about it, like such that you don't, you know, you don't, you don't like you're not happy about it. Right. So anyway, I'm thinking of getting off topic, but what I mean to say is that it's okay to use the crutches. It's okay. The most important thing is to do it in a way that you enjoy. Another example I was thinking is like I read a lot of people's blogs because, like I said, I'm you know interested in helping people, and I'll, I'll definitely I've given a lot of I don't know about a lot of, but occasionally feedback on other people's translations, you know, amateurs, right. and um, also about articles and stuff. And um, I've seen of two or three people who like. I need to learn 500 kanji in two months. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then of course the guy or the girl like burns out like, Oh, I either they like, they didn't learn them or they learned them and then they forgot them. Right. And like, to me, that is like the epitome of like the wrong way to. And like, yeah, I've had stages where I, I wasn't that extreme. I tried to learn, but I didn't have like the ultimate goal of, I need to learn 500 kanji in X amount. Of it's like, to me, that's totally the most wrong thing you can ever do. <laughs> You want to have fun. That's like, yeah. even if you're as crazy as me, it's not going to be fun. Is that so it's going to be a waste of your time, and you're going to burn out, right? Yeah. Is that how you've kept the Go interest ahead. for the past 20 years of studying Japanese? Is, do you keep finding something that new that's interesting, or has that uh, one interesting thing kind of driven you on? Oh, man, yeah. There's there's so many, like, I was just thinking about this, too, and I, I couldn't find a good Japanese word for it, but uh, domain, maybe yoiki. But it's basically... Uh, there's so many different areas, right? And I've probably written about this too, but, you know, I, if you listen to a business podcast, you get one type of word, you watch anime, you read uh, literature books, you read, um, it's like, depending on the, bunya maybe is the right word, you know, the domain area, right? It'll be very different vocabulary and a very different writing style. Same with speech, right? Uh, right. Japanese has so many uh, dialects. There's, you know, the, um, the old, the old style, you know, samurai flicks, obviously, uh -huh. is, uh, how do you say, taiga drama, you know, they have all these different accents, and it's like, you can, there's so many things. So to me, like I, like I said, I've shifted, I used to be more into anime, then I had a phase of dramas, you know, drama, and I watched those for like years, I watched, I don't know, over a hundred probably, and it was a great experience, <laughs> but I'm kind of bored, and I once in a while I watched them, and then I did a lot of literature, different books, different, and I still do that, and then I started gradually turning that down, and then I'm now doing a little more translation, which means I have less time for literature. <laughs> but yeah, so I just, whatever's interesting i try to keep the japanese part but i'll shift to different things and i think other people too like you know you like anime no that's cool but eventually you might find it maybe you'll get into interpretation or something else um so just yeah just focus just find whatever is the, the funnest way for you to to learn the language and i think i think that's very very true i mean when i was first interested in japanese i was um, I liked some anime. Actually, the first thing that really interested me in Japanese was the, the Power Rangers. I was a big Power Ranger fan, and I wanted to know where that came from. And so I looked at, you know, I found Super Sentai, and then, you know, I went from Super nice. Sentai and found, you know, you know, Pokemon and just kind of got into that kind of stuff. But um, now, now the thing that I'm really interested in is not only, you know, teaching Japanese on the podcast. It's something I really, really enjoy. I mean, this is... This is for, fun for me. I, have, I work a full-time job. I do Japanese interpretation, and I work at a patent office helping translators. And wow. like, but for me, the funnest part is when someone has has a question, and I can just and I can, I really really enjoy pulling people pulling people up. Now I like finding those little nuances that I didn't know before when I'm saying something, improving my. To me, that's I enjoy. That's fun for me. 
you know, I still yes, enjoy every once in a while. I'll pull up an anime. I, I'm watching. What am I watching? I was watching something that I was watching. Boku no Hero Academia. I hadn't seen that yet, and so I was watching that, and it was it was just fun. So and I and I, yeah, and I enjoy I that. Yeah, so, definitely, man. That's that's and it's it, maybe it's obvious, but I think a lot of people they force themselves. So you know, Murio Suruda, right? That's <laughs> that's the number one rule, right? That's 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 right. I think one thing that um, I say every podcast is um, after ten thousand mistakes, you become fluent. Um, and I yep, think that's yep. I think that's really important. Sometimes I say through ten thousand mistakes, sometimes I say by ten thousand mistakes. But the idea the idea is. Um, I think a lot of the time we're encouraged to be perfect. We want this, you know, I have to remember 5,000 kanji now. I have to, you know, I can't make this mistake with this grammar. I have to conjugate it perfectly. But it's the process of learning to make those mistakes. That's how, and the only way you're going to keep making that those mistakes is if you find something that you enjoy. Totally agree, man. And, and it's not just that, but you shouldn't like, you shouldn't worry about the mistake. Like it's another way of rephrasing that is, don't worry about the mistakes. Like, you know, purposely, you put yourself in an environment where you make mistakes, right? Yes. It's like speaking. One thing, I've had periods of my Japanese, uh, whatever, study, hobby career, where, and even now, like, I'll hesitate, you know, here's a person I could, that I don't know, or somebody I know I can talk to, right, in Japanese. Right. But if it's somebody I don't know, you know, like you, for example, that's a great example. Like, yeah, I got to speak in Japanese with somebody I don't know, you know, and because of my environment, I have less experience speaking with people. I'm less, so... I kind of shy away. So I have to force myself and say, wait a minute, this is a good opportunity. Um, it's going to be it's something that's good for me. I'll make mistakes, right? It's cool. Right. But the, the act of those mistakes, as in this interview, uh, which I'm sure I'll make, uh, they'll be good experiences, right? So it's, it's, it's definitely good to, I mean, I don't want to force it, and other people shouldn't force it, but at the same time, if you recognize that those mistakes help, you'll be more positive about the experience right exactly exactly and actually i think that's a perfect transition point to jump into japanese so um for people who are new to my podcast um when i do these interviews i try to do the first half or so in english um and then i try to go from there at a natural progression into the second part into japanese um if you're a new learner i recommend you still listen in um you may learn some words that you don't know you may only be able to pick out the particles wa and ga or des when we speak and that's completely <laughs> fine um, however, if you're a more advanced speaker, you're going to hear me and I'm going to make mistakes. You're going to be like, that guy's interpreted for people? Like, yes, um, it's, complete, it's completely fine. And, and you, maybe through my mistakes, you'll be able to improve. And that's what I'm hoping for. So with that, we'll jump into, we're going to jump into Japanese at this point. And you'll also notice that I will be speaking more polite. But Jeff is more than welcome to speak down to me because I am his, I am his kohai. He, is, he has 20 years of experience. Yeah. I have eight. Like... <laughs> ですか。日本語は分かんなかったら、ジェフにお任せします。すいません。全然。それでね、あの、少し今からあの、翻訳について<笑> って言いますと、ま、まず最初あの、知ってもらいたいのは多分、うん、ま、お金にあんまりならないかもしれませんということですね。ま、ちょっときついですけど、僕あの、例えばですね、あの、言語という、あの、翻訳サービスウェブサイ
日本語から英語に訳す仕事をさせてもらって、はい、とても楽しかったんですけどその3か月間の間でたったの 1,000 ドルもらいましたよ。えー、<笑>そんな。え逆に働きましたか英語ですか結構かなりの、はいまあ、あどうぞ。あの言語で働いていらっしゃったんですか言語。まあ、あの、まあ、なんていうんですか、あの、<笑>まあ、趣味っていうか、ねまあ、そうですね、あの、まあ、あの、サイドジョブとしては、ちょっとだけ働かせてもらいましたけど、まあ、まあ、二つですね、はい、そのお金になることと、僕は、あの、個人的に、あの、フィクションが好きなんで、はい、あの、小説、昔から大好きで、あの、小説を訳すのも大好きだから、言語にはあまり向いてません。言語では、はい、あの、フィクションとか、あのクリエイティブと関係するものは、はい、あの禁じられてます実はそういうルールがあります,す、ねはい、だからそういう仕事は、まあ、たまに間違いとしては翻訳したりもしたんですけど、はい、基本的にはないですよなるほどだから、まあ、その2つの理由で、まあ、言語は一応、はいまあ、すごいあのいい会社でそのサービスとか、はい、いろんな意味でそのなんていう、はい、システム自体はとても便利で、はい、そう働きやすいですけどお金にならないこととそしてあのまあ、あのノンフィクション、例えば宣伝が多いですよね、はい、アマゾンの,あの作品の,あの,なんていうの説明文とか、はい、そういう仕事あのとあのなんだっけあの、レストランの説明文とか、そういう仕事多いんですよね、はい、ね個人的には、まあ、そうなるとあの、まあ、小説の翻訳になりますよね、それを僕にとってはとてもあの楽しい仕事で、はい、でもそれも、まあ、調べてみると、あんまりお金に<笑>。ならないことが分かってきて、そうですね、<笑>ちょっとまあ確かに、まあ、趣味ではあのさせてもらってますけど、うん、まあ、サイドジョブとしてはいいんですけど、まあ、まあ、なんていうんですかね、あのメインジョブ、本職としては、はい、うん、ちょっと微妙なところありますね。微妙なところありますね。特になんか初めの時にね、あの僕は実はですね、あの2年間前かな、あの趣味としてあの言語でもう働いていただき、働かさせていただきました。あのほとんどなんか。SNS とか,なんかビ,ジネスビジネスの E メールとかあのそれほとんど翻訳させていた,だいただいたんですけどあまりお金にならないですね実はで,す、ね、<笑>でも楽しかったそうそうです、ね、じゃあでもねあの翻訳に入りたい方がいるとしたらまああの多分まあなんていうのかないろんな本を読んでちょっとずつあの趣味として訳してみること。はいはい、実はねあの、つい、あの昨日あのなんだっけ、バンゲルさんでしたっけ、はい、そのインタビューを聞いたから、今、そのインタビューの内容が<笑>蘇ってきてて<笑>、でもそのインタビューの内容はかぶりたくないから、一生懸命違うことを考えてます。お願いします。まあ、彼が言ったのは、まあ、とにかくあのあのいっぱい読書して、あのそして自分でちょっと翻訳してみてそしたらあの英語と日本語がよく分かる人に比べてもらう、まあ、それを僕もちょっとだけやった経験ありますけどそれ絶対にあのおすすめです<笑>そしたらまあそうしてみるとあの翻訳がどれだけ難しいかをちょっとあのあの分かると思います、はい、僕はあの最初あのなんだっけ 2, 件2年間前にあのちょっとだけあのキャニキャニというあの小説、まあ、アニメもあるんですけど、その小説をちょっとだけ、あの一生、なんだっけ、第一章だけ、はい、ちょっとだけ翻訳してみました。はいはいはい、そしたら意外と難しくて、はいはいはい、多分あの最初のページを訳すだけでも、はい、あの数時間、はいまあ、10時間、結構時間が
かかってびっくりしました、じゃ翻訳がこんなに難しい仕事とはびっくりしましたって、すごいあの意外な体験でした、だから、翻訳に興味ある人は絶対、そういうことをあのしてもらいたいと思います、そうするといろんなことが分かります、その難しさ、そしたらあのまあど,ういうどういう問題っていうか、どういうハードル。どういうことしていけばいいか、まあ、ちょっとずつ分かってくると思います。とにかく自分でやってみてください。そうですね。それはすごくいい状況だと思います。もし、なんか今に来ていらっしゃる方,方々が、あの翻訳に入りつもりがあったら、あのすごく日本語が、日本語と英語両方ともご存知か方に、なんか書き直すお願いするのが。すごく便利だけではなくて、あの一時、一時的に、ただや、やってみる。あのよ,よくなんか分からなかったらなんか英語から日本語に翻訳する気があればそれはなかなか難しいかもしれませんがあのやっぱり一生懸命頑張って頑張ってっていうところで少しずつだんだんだんだん,なんか良くなるだと思う。しかもあの今の,今の,あの,ブ,ロあのブログであの書き直しプルーフリーダーの,あのボランティア法がありますね。そうですね、うん、そうしたらあのか数年、数人あの方からあの連絡してあの、前のプロジェクトではあの 4, 4人ぐらい、はい、あの手伝ってもらいました。<笑>まあ、これからもどんどんあの、なんていうんですかね、あのそういう人をあの出会いたいので、はい、誰かあのリスナーさん様で、リスナーさんでそういう人がいらっしゃったら、絶対あの連絡してもらいたいと思います。どうぞ皆さん、あのやっぱりなんか、みんな1000人と一緒になんかこのサイトがブワーに行くとどんどんバッシントになってなくてしまうので、あのよ,よくなんかこれに対して興味があればどうぞあの、ジェフさんに連絡,させていた連絡してください。それで、あの今のところで、はい、あのやっぱり日本語があの趣味として勉強している勉強していますが、あのこれだけではなくてあの本も書いていらっしゃるんですね、ジェフさん。まあ、本書いてるというか翻訳者としてはあの、まあ、働いてますけどあの実はねあの去年、はい、ちょうどすごい日本のいい作者っていうかあの小説家にあの出,会い、はい、出会いました出会いましたっていうかあの見つけましたもうあの死んでる方ですけど雲野十太という方がいて彼が、はい、あ,のあるところによるとあの日本の SF つまりサイエンスフィクション、はいあの科学小説の父と呼ばれてるんだって、そうですね。そういうことがあって、あって自分ですごいびっくりしました。はい。その方のことをそれまで聞いたことなかったので、はい、へえこんな人いるんだってすごいびっくりしましたよね。はいはい。そしてじゃあその人のあの作品とかちょっと読んでみて、はい、これすごい面白いな。例えばあの彼はほとんどあの1930年30年代と1940年その辺、はいそのあの時代に活躍してて、はいはい、しかも彼すごいいろんな技術をなんか小説に入れててとにかくすごいその時代にしてはすごい方だと思いますあのそして調べたら彼は彼の作品は一つもまだ英訳にされてないということが分かったのでじゃあ自分でちょっとだけ翻訳してみようかなと思って、はい、であのいろいろ調べたらあのそのなんていうんだっけ依存っていうんだっけあのうん、とにかく、運動従者さんの,あの親戚の方に連絡が取れて、はい、じゃあ,あの、まあ、それは実はあの青空文化に載ってて、はいまあ、それ誰でもただで読めるんですけど、多分翻訳して出版することもできるかもしれませんけど、あるところによると、一応あのその親戚
その本人か、はい、本人が死んでる場合は親戚に、はい、あの取ってその正式的な許可あの、はい、翻訳して出版する許可を取った方があまあ訴えられないというか安全ですよねって言われましたので、はいはい、一応その許可も取れました意外と簡単に取れました、はい、<笑>そしてじゃあまあ本出してみようかであの1月の頭に一応あの運動ジューザーさんのあの5つの,あのショートストーリー短編小説を自分で翻訳して、はい、あの友達っていうかの知り合いとかにあの手伝ってもらって編集してそしたらあのアマゾンに、はい、あの電子書籍 ebook としてあの出させてもらいましたとてもあの楽しい経験でしたすごいです、ね、そしたらあのはいどうぞ<笑>すごいですね本当にあのこのしょなんか短編小説なのにすごいすごい,すごいあのまだ英訳されてない方を見つけたりしてあの翻訳きっかけやだ当,た当たってくれることがすごいじゃないですかあのそれはなんか一,一生なんか一生かな一生の,あの経験じゃないですかこのきっかけで当たってらっしゃることなかなかレ,レアな経験ですよね<笑>はい、まあ、調べたらある掲示板になんか知らない人がじゃあもしかしてこの人僕も訳してみようかななんか翻訳しよ,うしようと思ってる方もいたみたいだけどでまだあのやってないというか完成してない、はい、じゃあ僕もそのなんていうの先取り、はい、あの他の人よりも自分で翻訳してじゃあ出版してみようかなとすごいの決心しました<笑>そしてあの運動ジューザーの他の翻訳じゃなくてあの他の作品を読んでるとすごいあの面白いもう一つのちょっと長めですけどすごい面白い話を見つけましたよ。あのそのタイトルはね「あの18時の音楽よく」あの「18時は、まあ、時間ね18」はい「音楽よくよく」っていうのはあの心理よく「よく」はつまりあのシャワーとかお風呂とか「はいあまあ、ミュージックバッという「18 o'clock ミュージックバッというあの英語のタイトルにしましたけど、はい、とにかくそれがすごいあの画期的なクリエイティブなストーリーでしかも僕も昔からあのディストピアディストピア知ってますか、はい、あの、はい、なんだっけ1984年とか「ブレイブ・ヌ・ワー」とかいろんな作品あるじゃないですか、はいはいはいはい、その小説自体があのそのジャンル,ャンルで、はいまあ、すごい、まあ、僕こんなにディストピア好きなのにこの小説、はい、今まで傷がなくてすごいなんか残念というか、まあ、ある意味ですごい嬉しくてじゃあ自分でこのすごいディストピアの,あの小説を翻訳してあの英語圏の方々にあの読んでもらおうかなと思いましてすごい決心しましたそしてあの明日実は明日、はい、明日、まあ、多分このインタビューがあのネット載せる時期はるかもしれませんが。そうですねまあ、一応あのもう少しで多分リスナーがこの回をもう聞いてる時はもう出てると思いますのでぜひあのアマゾンにチェックしていただけたら嬉しいですそう皆さんこの本を読んでいただきたいならあの僕はこの,あのポッドキャストのうちに入れるのであのぜひやあの聞いてみてくださいあのそれが結構面白いだと思いますなぜかというとこのなんかサッカーがあのこのなんか SF だけなくて多様な,なんかジャンルが入って,あ入ってあるのですごいなんか読みなんか興味深いですねすごいいいねいいねいいね,ねしかも今の,あの2冊の本の内容その原文、はい、原作を一応全部青空,青空文化に載ってますので、はい、これ日本語の勉強にもいいと思います、まあ、結構難しい日本語ですけど、はい、あのとにかくこれあの翻訳者にとっても
これ翻訳士になりたい人もこれ比べてみてあとなんか日本語のちょっと古い文学に触れたい人にも、はい、あのとてもいいと思います。これは青空文化読みながらあの僕の英語版読んだりして、はいはい、いろいろ役に立つのかなと思います。なるほど。素晴らしい。それで皆さんあの時間がそろそろ終わりますのであのやっぱりあのジェフがすごくなんか参加していただいてありがとうございます、ジェフさん。<笑>じゃあ,あの、番組にお招きいただいてどうもありがとうございます。いえそれで皆さん、もしあのジェフさんにあのあのつなげてあの話したいなら、どうぞ彼の上あのブログに行って、そ,そしてあのこのプルーフリーディングとかあのこの本に対して興味があったら、ぜひあのアマゾンに行ってみてください。それで終わりに、あのジェフさん、I'll give you the last word. Oh, sure, no problem. Yeah, I appreciate that.、Um, so, yeah, real quick summary is I put two books out. There's an author, Juza、uh, Uno, and he's basically like the father of science fiction. At least he's known by some people. And he's from the 1930s and 1940s, but it's awesome classic Japanese literature that just hasn't been translated at all.、Um, the first book is basically five、uh, stories. And the second book is basically this dystopia. It's a novelette. Um, and it's to me like I love stuff like 1984, Brave New World, these dystopian books. I mean, there's even、right. some newer stuff out there, but it's, it's a Japanese dystopian novel. I have never heard of, never seen of one before. I was really happy to find this, and I was like, you know, it's not translated, so I might as well try it. So if you like dystopia, you like Japanese literature, you know, I highly recommend it. Just、uh, check, my, check that book out. It, the name of that, I know it's in the notes, but it's、uh, 18 o'clock、uh, music bath. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I love dystopia. My, my wife's a big fan of like the Maze Runner. Series, she, she likes that kind of yeah, more recent one, but good, I, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Japanese literature. I think over half our book, our bookshelf is just my, like my Tumpin show sets that, that I've read, or <laughs> the, the little show sets that I have on the shelf. But, um, um, she's, look, she's looking at me from across the room, like, I don't do this, what, like, <laughs> but I definitely recommend everyone going and checking, checking that book out, as well as Jeff's blog. He eats a fantastic blog to read, a lot of different advice and information on there. He's very good at getting in contact with comments. Um, but I will catch you all tomorrow. And remember, after 10,000 mistakes, you become fluent. So, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.